Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on, everybody? We are back, and and we're just not back. Football is back. We are recording here on a Thursday evening. The Lions had their first training camp practice, and I was live at the Allen Park, the APHQ 222 Republic Drive down there getting to watch the first practice for the Lions. We're going to talk all about it today. I had quite the adventures on my ride down at the practice, after practice, on the ride back. We're going to talk all about it, and we got Grifka here, who was uh, just banging the pavement uh, at work at his office, couldn't make it, but uh, we're going to have some fun today talking about it and filling him in, and Grifka, what's going on, buddy? Oh, man, I'm looking forward to hearing about your day. This is the first one in a long while where me and you haven't been able to go down to that first practice like that, so like I said, disappointed. I was unable to get the time off work for uh, other reasons, but uh, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about this. Yeah, man, it was a it was a good day. So, um, any any quick news and notes, Grifka? Anything jump to your radar uh, as far as lines, transactions, anything you heard uh, while you've been at work here, which I might have missed on the news cycle because I've been on the road and at at practice and stuff. Well, what I heard uh, was that I believe I read early yesterday that the Lions were bringing in your boy Ricky Jean again. You know, for a visit. Oh yeah. I, um, I'm just wondering, what uh, did you any rumblings down there while you're down there today? Um, did you hear anything about that, or is this just kind of like you know, you know, if we need you on speed dial at some point, you know, don't don't sign anywhere else. Uh, what do you think about this? <laughs> well, first of all, Griffith, no rumblings because uh, me and Bobby Quinn didn't get a chance to meet and talk over the roster. Unfortunately, uh, he was a little busy, and uh, so I didn't get the inside scoop on the uh, what he's thinking or where he's headed with the team. But here's a quick funny story. So, um, as I'm sitting up in the stands, this guy got up like a couple rows over and started walking down the the aisles of the stands. Looked just like Ricky Jean had the big dreads, real big dude, probably pushing 300 bills. But he had like a carry-on jersey on, but he still, even in the face, he looked just like uh, Ricky Jean. And so I tapped this random guy, like a few, uh, that was a little bit close to him. I got tapped him, I go, hey, Ricky Jean, he's out here in the stands walking down. This dude totally deadpanned me, said nothing. <laughs> like just, <laughs> just turned around and kept watching. I was like, okay, this guy is uh, antisocial and hates people. But uh, I like anybody else, you could have asked like, 20 people and like 19 of them would have said it was a dead ringer for Ricky Jean. So I wasn't in the, in the wrong, but I just tapped the wrong guy. who just did not care at that point. Maybe it was like we were talking yesterday. We're kind of joking about Matt Prater. Like, Oh, look, it's Matt Prater. No, that really is Matt Prater. I mean, that's probably what it was. You know, Ricky Jean just like trying to be incognito in a carry-on jersey. You know, because he doesn't want to wear like his own jersey. Look at that guy wearing a Ricky Francois jersey. 
Oh, that's really Francois. I mean, so. <laughs> like, normally I'd say you're crazy, but it was so much looking like him that it, like, it almost felt like, I thought it was a good, a good pull, a good, uh, a good observation, but the guy wasn't feeling it. But that was the only loser that I ran into the whole day. Like, all these other people I talked to loved it. We were just yakking football and uh, just having a bunch of fun with the fans out there. So, uh, we'll get into all that. But uh, I hope they bring Ricky Jean in, man. Uh you know, I feel like we have depth on the defensive line, but I really liked just, you know, again, we beat him up a little bit when he kind of kept talking, kept talking. But, you know, that was still leadership and he's still a big body in there, has a little bit of, you know, pass rush flex, run stuffing. You know, if they feel like they need another body, I would be fine to bring him in um, at that, obviously at that minimum price and stuff like that. Well, what about one quick question? I mean, you probably saw this earlier this week that the Packers released Mike Daniels at Pro, um, was it the uh, Pro Bowler defensive tackle. He was a Pro Bowler a couple years ago, and he was had an injury last year. Any thoughts on him, like trying to make a run at him? Uh, no, I mean, see, it's weird with, with Daniels because I, I like him as a not only as a football player, but I've seen interviews. I think he's been on Good Morning Football, and he's one of those guys that – how is he engaging? He's kind of like, man, that's a that's a good leader, right? There. That's a that's a a mean guy that you want on your defensive line, but it really doesn't make much sense with the Lions because you know I heard people bouncing around saying you know eight ten million bucks a year for this guy, or he's still got two three good years left, going to get some big money from somebody, probably like the Colts or somebody that still has like you know, $70 million just sitting there doing nothing. But uh, I just don't think it's a fit money wise or you know, for what we currently have, like if we were totally starving for like a starting DT, probably. Yeah. But you know, the scheme we run as well as the guys we already have a Sean snacks, things like that. And then Nick, you bring in a Ricky Jean and have a couple other young guys there. Uh, even hand can slide inside. I feel like we're good. I'm kind of just hoping he gets out of the division. Cause I do think he has a couple good years left and these guys always seem to get cut and then they'll go play for the Vikings or go play for the bears. It's like, just go away, you know, go play in, you know, Tampa or somewhere like that. Or, or, you know, like I said, Indy, just some team that's out of our, out of our division, out of our realm. So, but he's a good football player, no doubt. Okay. Well, um, that's only a couple things I really want to touch base with you on. I'm so interested to hear about your day. So let's get into this. <laughs> yeah, man, let's do it. Uh, let's take a quick break, Grifka. We'll come right back and talk all about it right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners? By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team, just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code KOOLAID, one word, lowercase, 
promo code Kool-Aid to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Everybody in the house, we are back on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, and, and we got to start talking about my day, man. Uh, for those of you, I know there's a lot of you out there listening who go down to training camp, you know, find those weekend days or find time, take your family to when they have the family day, stuff like that. But uh, it just kind of worked out for me where uh, I have a ton going on right now, but I was like, man, I just want to put everything on pause. I had the availability to sort of um, not be in the office today, and I was like, I just want to go down, be there at that first day of training camp figured it was going to be great weather and uh, make a day of it. So, so Grifka, like I live about two, two and a half hours away from uh, good old Allen park headquarters there. So I, I had to sort of look at when this sucker started. It kind of said between nine, nine thirty start. So that's me uh, again on a non work day. Usually I'm up bright and early, but if I'm not having to be at the office, man, I don't like getting up bright and early, but I was still up and at them, basically out the door by uh, 6.30-ish, you know, getting on the road. And, and Grifka, when, when you do that early, you know, rocking and rolling, you know, you're going down to watch some football, you know, the Lions are starting camp. And like from now until January, it's going to be football basically every day, every weekend, all that stuff. I mean, you got to turn the music up loud and get it rocking and rolling, my man. I mean, you, I got in the car and like, this isn't even loud enough, Griffith. You got to turn it up. So, Griffith, I jammed the music, man. I turned it way up and I'm like, here we go. We're heading down to training camp. So, I'm rolling down. I'm making good time. You know, I've uh, learned my lesson over the past that you got to follow those speed limits on the highway. But uh, as I'm heading down, man, I run into, like, the craziest traffic. Um, all of a sudden, just dead stop. I'm like, oh, man, now I'm going to be late. This is crazy. I'm sitting there. We're not moving at all. I finally get up a while on the highway. I look to my left. Some guy had went head up over heels. His car was on, you know, hood to ground. And they were, like, people were trying to rock this vehicle and either get the dude out or something like all of 75 where i was kind of right past saginaw area was shut down so you know thoughts and prayers for that dude or woman or whoever it was but that was crazy that probably took you know 30 45 minutes on my drive so i just kind of sitting there so like once i got through there man it was just kind of smooth sailing again turning the music up louder and louder really enjoying my time um now let me let me pull this music down griff because i got a bone to pick like I'm going to bring you in here in a second. But so I get down. You've been down there with me to Allen Park, you know, where the Lions practice. You know the setup, right? Yeah, it's like one of those spots. It's like it's kind of tucked away. There's like no easy in or easy out. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew that going in, but I'm like, I'm like, all right, man, it's what Thursday during the morning ish. Like, you know, maybe they'll have something set up or it's supposed to be season ticket holders only. And then they opened it up. So I'm like. And because all this like delays, I'm I'm basically late. I'm getting down there kind of right when practice should be starting. So what do I do, Griffith? I'm like, oh, forget it. I'm gonna pull right in to the that main entrance, and they always got the VIP off to the left. I'm gonna go up there and just see if I can just sneak by these jabrones that work the front. So I uh, pull up there quick. I sort of roll up, and then I uh, I like almost was in before the people even woke up. You know the the great security they always put there. And uh, hold on. Uh, And I was like, I was like, oh, man, VIP. And they're like, 
Uh, <laughs> and they're like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, I was VIP parking, man, season ticket holder. They're like, uh, no, <laughs> we're full or something. I'm like, I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> so I didn't put up too much of a fight, but I did try to sneak by. And they're like, oh, no, you got to go around. So I did the old loop where you kind of go down the way of all those businesses that are tucked back there. And yeah. they got the knucklehead at every parking lot. Nope, keep going, keep going. So after about like eight to ten keep goings, I finally pull over. I'm like, hey, big man. Where the heck can I park for this thing? I'm about two miles away now. And uh, he's like, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? You're like the parking person. It says it right there on your shirt, and you're blocking this parking lot for some reason. You don't know where I'm supposed to go? Oh, man. He's like, those people up there are asking. Maybe just follow them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, these people. So he sends me forward, and, like, literally these people were talking to somebody on a golf cart who did know, like, they had a clue. And I knew I was heading to the Fairlane Mall anyway. You know, that's what I had heard online, and I just didn't want to go there and take this dumb shuttle over. So trust me, people, we're going to get the football here in a moment. But so I follow these people, but I just GPS, Fairlane Town Center, whatever. I got to go over there. So basically, like mile two miles away they make you park at this random mall parking lot then you got a shuttle over right so i'm like i throw it in park i grab my stuff the other thing grifka of course my phone's usually charged up to a t of course today i, I grab it to get it and go oh i'm already at only like 30 percent on my phone battery oh boy so i'm like all right uh and then right before i left i was kind of like you know, you know, me and you get kind of disappointed that uh, none of the big dogs, you know, ever come over and sign. But not that we're like big autograph people, but, you know, we've been season ticket holders for, gosh, I don't know how long I've been sharing the tickets and and kind of going down there for ball games. Like we can't get one decent signature each year. That would be like a minimum we'd hope for. So anyway, I grabbed the Lions helmet that I got really nice Lions helmet and the nice football I have. And was like, I'll just take it. You know, worst case just sits by me on the bleachers. But if somebody cool comes over or if Stafford does come, you know, the guy I've been trying to get for basically seven to 10 years now, whatever it is, um, I don't want to be without it. So I grab that. I jump in the shuttle. Grifka, I'm sitting in the shuttle and, and like, I, as I walk in, there's like, there's probably 20, 30 people on the shuttle, but I'm like, why am I going to walk to the back when like the first seat was open here in the front row? So I was like, I'll just sit right here. I just sit down. Little did I know this knucklehead, the guy that's supposed to be like, I don't know if he's with Ford field or who he's with. He comes on and, and again, I hate to. I hate to run this guy down too much, but this was a weird dude, man. He had a weird voice for a man. He was talking about some weird crap up there and I'm sitting right next to him. Basically he's one row in front of me. And I'm just like, Oh man, this guy, you know, he couldn't even spell football, but I'm like, whatever. He's, he's the tour guide. So I'm sitting there and uh, there's some cool people around. One guy had a carry on Jersey. I'm kind of like, Oh man, carry on. Like, you know, what do you think he's gonna do this year? Oh man, I think he'll be good. He's the guy gave him the football. He's got to stay healthy. You know, everybody says the same stuff. And I'm kind of like, oh yeah, you know, he's a, he's a beast. He knows how to hit the hole and started asking him, well, what do you think about Theo? He get cut. You know, the guy had some decent takes on that. So as I'm doing that, all of a sudden the, the Rudy Poo tour guide grabs his microphone and starts yelling in his microphone as loud as he can, like an inch away from me of telling the rules of like the tour bus or like what's going to go on. And I'm like, I had to literally like turn all the way to the side and try to like edge out of my seat. So this guy wasn't just, just yelling basically in my face with this stupid <laughs> microphone setup that he had. Right. So I'm like, Oh man, this day is off to a good day. So, so Grifka, is this half entertaining for you already? Yeah. Just uh, my biggest question is it was open to everybody, not just season ticket holders. 
Yeah, like uh, season ticket holders only, and then all of a sudden, like probably mm, uh, four or five days ago, the line just put out some random release saying it's open to everybody. So they must either got it not a good reply or wanted you know fuller stands. So yeah, it was just anybody could come to this one. Okay. <laughs> so minor detail, but get this: this is where the juice gets turned up. This is again hate to throw this guy under the bus, but I'm totally going to. This was the worst, the <laughs> worst uh, guy on the mic, tour guide, whatever his job was. He had no idea what he was doing. This guy was absolutely Grifka. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt. Struggling. <laughs> this guy, like he had his script like a, a half an inch away from his face. And again, he's He's literally like a half a foot from my ear with his microphone. This guy is trying to read his script, which is simple things like, hey, everybody, thanks for coming to Lions Camp today. Like, my name is so-and-so. I think the dude forgot his name. Like, his name is – and then he couldn't say it. And then he was like, we are going to the – but then he, like, he couldn't pronounce uh, – it was with Rocket Mortgage. Like he couldn't pronounce pronounce mortgage. He didn't know even that Rocket was with Quicken Loan. He didn't know any of the sponsors. Like I felt really like bad because I mean I don't know what interview process this guy went through, but he was the worst reading this script. Like there wasn't was a word that bag? tripped him up. What was he half in the bag? Was he drunk? No, no. <laughs> like any. I don't even know. He was a weird dude, but like the fact that he couldn't read this simple script, which is like, you know, simple thing. Like I was just sitting there. I was like really frustrated because it was just ruining my experience. And like the best part was, so he's trying to get through the script. And again, he's probably in like his thirties, forties, like, you know, was talking with the guy seemed like a fluent guy, but he just, I mean, he couldn't pronounce the simplest of words. He was nerves must have been out of the roof. I don't know why there's 20 people in this bus. So all of a sudden I'm like annoyed by this guy. The people start heckling him in the back. They're like, they're, people start yelling, like, let's go lions. And Hey, you know, let's speed it up with the script. And I'm just like, Oh man, this guy's uh, getting the uh, comedian treatment where they're like, he's so bad that the people have turned on him. And I was heckling. He's like, hold on, I'm almost done. And they're like, well, boo. Like they were just getting after him. Like, okay, oh, now man. this is fun. Oh, see, this is. Oh gosh, too bad you didn't have the Carl Lewis drop. I, I'll make up for it. You know, like when he slaughtered the national anthem. I know you probably heard that on Jim Rome. Where he does I got that. the Jim Rome version. Like when the guy started reading his script. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Was was no doubt after every word. So these people are like yelling at him, and then he's just like, oh, hold on. And then, <laughs> so he finishes a script, you know, and everybody's like, you know. There's it's a little rustle, restless in there because of this guy being such a, I don't know, he's just so unpersonable and like ruined the experience. So like he ends it and he starts he starts putting the mic in front of these kids that are up there trying to get them to say go lions and these kids are like go lion go lion you know and then he's like high fiving the kids and the guy in the back's like hey we got other kids back here too and the guy the the guy with the mic's like oh yeah that's good you know and you're like they want high fives and the guy's like oh, i'll get them on the way out and they're like they want it now <laughs> so they made tour guide walk back there and personally like say what's up to these other kids because he was basically shunning those kids only giving the kids in the front row dap and i was like oh man i gotta get off this bus right now see, so thank you like, see, you said what it was like a mile or two yeah this is all happening that, within a mile in, or two in retrospect a mile or two is really not that far to walk <laughs> 
You know, you should have just snatched the mic from him, grabbed him, grabbed it, and just went off and, you know, just started, like, reading it. I'm sure they would have loved you for it, and you would have got kicked off the bus somewhere. But it would have been worth it almost. That's what you should have done. I could have cut. When he started slaughtering, didn't know say Rocket Mortgage. You should just rip the mic out of his hand, grab the script, start reading it. And, it, and they would have stopped the bus, and you got kicked off, and he would have had to walk maybe what, a half mile, three quarters of a mile. It would have been worth it. And nobody yeah. would have cheered I, you. So, just to let you know. I don't know if I could have walked it, but you're right. Like, I should have been, I should have cut a promo on this guy, stole his scripts, ripped it up, and said, All right, everybody, thanks for coming today. The Detroit Lions are kicking off training camp, and we're ready to rock and roll, aren't we? And then got a big woo from the from the group and then said all right we're here with rocket mortgage today um we got a couple ground rules of what you can and can't bring into this place but other than that have a blast the lions are going to be out oh, there wait, wait. uh see, can't can't see, wait to you do it you said rocket mortgage you said rocket mortgage along with the detroit kool-aid detroit kool-aid right, can't listen to <laughs> right. <laughs> i'll get to that later i did promo the podcast and we got some new <laughs> listeners thanks to that but let's let's get off this the dude was atrocious i'm not even doing it justice how bad he was and how unprepared and like how embarrassing because this script was a half a page maybe two or three paragraphs and he was just so bad i'm so glad the people in the back got after him and i was just like get me off this thing so right when the bus stops i literally blow by this guy who's like you know the knucklehead i just get off the bus first thing go go to practice get in there and where do i go grifka i go straight well, you you tell the people where where's the spot? By the cheerleaders. Mm, yeah, that was good. Yeah, they, they were there looking looking scrum umptious, But where where do we go when we watch practice, Grifka? We always go to the far side of the field. And, and where do we go top. at the stands? The very top. Oh yeah, gotta gotta go right to the top. Now, Grifka, yeah. I did make a I did make a half tactical error. I uh, as I was going up, I took a quick lefty because I saw they were giving out the free T-shirts still. So I snagged a free uh, Rocket Mortgage Training Camp tee, which I'm actually wearing right now. Fits me nice. Um, I did not see the blue donuts, which mean you crushed last year two apiece at what 8 a.m. on a super hot day. So oh, I, I did not was, see the uh, line donut. Right how about if we go on the fifth and they got the donuts? Me and you see how many we can we can eat before we get in there. <laughs> Just see how many they'll give us. And, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I didn't see any free food, but I didn't really look. I grabbed my T-shirt. I'm like, man, I'm kind of late. I, you know, I don't want Matt Pat to get mad at me. So I get up to the stands. I go to the I go to the top row, middle, like you say, the best spot to watch practice. But I did it tactfully, Grifka. I got up there. And like as I'm walking down, kind of to the middle of the the one side of the bleachers, looking at the top, I'm looking at the top, evaluating who's up there. Is it is it old guy? Is it uh, is it young person with a bunch of kids running around, or is it football guy? So I'm like, I find this row, and I'm like, man, that dude looks cool. Maybe we'll be able to talk football since Griffka's not up here. I'll just go post up there. So I walk up the middle row. Post up right at the top, uh, start trying to watch receivers and all the different people that are our, at our end. So at this point, Grifka, I shoot Eric Schlitt of USA Today Lines Wire text. Uh, we were going to try to connect me. He's down there. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm here, man. Where are you at? And he was like, the towers. And I'm like, what towers? Because I, I looked around and like, you know, you think I'd be able to pick out some towers. But I thought the media had to go way on the far side, kind of where the players come out of. Um, but I was like, I don't see anybody there. And that's not really even a tower. So I'm like, what towers? And he's like, oh, over here behind the field goal post. 
and there was this like black tower where you could see all the media was at the very top but it was like hard to even see from where i was it was kind of like blocked by the building and like you said it was right behind the field goal area so i was like all right cool i i see you now i'm like if you got any time maybe we'll connect needless to say i'm not, I'm not gonna totally throw him under the bus but eric schlitt big timed me we didn't get together uh <laughs> no he no he didn't we uh he was busy i was watching practice and then by the end he had to do some interviews so we're gonna try to connect uh, either next time i'm down there or some things everybody if you don't know eric eric schlitt check him out writes great articles for usa Today lions wire so thankful for him for giving me an opportunity to kind of come on their team and and uh bring you that fantasy football uh, content i've been bringing so looking forward to uh to seeing him so grifka you got any any uh any questions, anything before we get into this practice here? Because I got some news and notes coming about what I saw. Okay. Uh, I guess my first question is if it was opened up because me and you, I mean, I know you've been to other practices, but me and you always go to the season ticket holder one. And it always seems to be a decent sized crowd. How big a crowd was really there today? Was it difficult finding a spot? Because usually with us, we can just hop right in and like there seems to be ample seating for us. Not saying nobody shows up. But, you know, there seems to be we're comfortable up there. We're never really tight. Was it a really large crowd today or, you know, I mean, more than what you've seen in the past? A lot of people along the fence. You know, was it a, was, you know, pretty big, pretty big crowd there for the first practice? Yeah, that's a good question. I uh, I thought it was a fine crowd for kind of a Thursday, really hot day, you know, work week type of thing. Um, you know, I'd say the bleachers were kind of like two-thirds to three-quarters full. It wasn't hard to find a spot. I mean, up where I was, there's plenty of room. Um, you can move around, whatever you wanted to do. But uh, good crowd, again, quiet crowd, you know, just kind of watching, talking with each other a few times. You know, you'd hear people uh, start clapping or kind of get after it, you know, when a couple things happen, which we'll get into here in a minute. But, uh, you know, I thought it was a, a decent crowd for that first day. And uh, like I say, let me wait till I tell you kind of the spot I, I got. It just worked out well. So, again, um, just joking with Eric, but, uh, you know, that was that was fun. And then uh, so I'm just watching. I'm kind of watching practice. And all of a sudden, the dude that it was kind of in that area, which I thought was would be kind of know his football, whatever. He like hears me like kind of yelling a couple of things. So he like he had his wife there. And he gets up and kind of stands up on that top row like me and you do. And he just starts like kind of talking football with me i'm like oh yeah da, da, da. and i start uh, going back with him and he just has a million questions and kind of like good observations so we're just having a blast up there laughing and carrying on about all these players did i say carry on carry on my wayward son <laughs> so we're, we're we're just going on and on and uh, i told him i'd shout him out on the show so as we're talking i'm kind of like hey man you a podcast guy he's like oh yeah i love podcasts he's like you I'm like, oh, yeah, I like podcasts. I'm like, there's one I really like. He's like, oh, yeah, what's that? I'm like, oh, man, there's a show, man, Detroit Kool-Aid Cast, a great show. And I'm like, it's actually uh, my show and my buddy Griff because we uh, do it together and we talk Lions three times a week plus some fantasy football. And he's like, oh, man, dude whips out his phone, finds it. Kool-Aid cast, huh? Bam, subscribe, uh, which all of you should do on your phones. Just hit that subscribe either on iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn or any of those platforms you want to listen to us. But he was all in, man, on the Kool-Aid cast, wanting to listen. So that was cool. And I told him I'd shout him out on the show. So if he hears this, Nate, man, I got his name. Uh, Nate was up there hanging with me basically the whole practice, uh, which was super fun. And then his wife was sitting there like really quiet, just sort of watching and trying to stay out of the sun. But like halfway through, he's like, yeah, my wife, you know, we're 
we kind of been in Wisconsin for a bunch. He's kind of a Packer fan. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so what do you think I did? Griff? I just start unloading like Packer jokes about Gargonzola and Swiss. And then I'm like making fun of Aaron Rodgers, telling her how much I hate him. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to work on her to get her to be a lions fan. And uh, she started talking with me and she was really nice and funny. So um, kind of had fun talking with both of them, but that really made the day, you know, having somebody in your place up there that we could really just talk back and forth, what we were seeing, what was good, what wasn't. Um, so that was fun. Grifka first play that I see the ball is thrown up to the left pylon area back middle of the end zone. The ball is thrown up. A player goes up. Snatches the football at the highest point, comes down, taps his toes, falls to the ground. Incredible touchdown catch over, um, you know, some defenders that were also in the area. Grifka, TD Hawkinson, baby, with the first catch I saw basically of practice. What do you think about that? Here's what Dan Miller thinks. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! What do you think about that? We'll get the soundbite I want. We're talking about practice, not a game. We're talking about practice, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice, practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Grifka, before you talk, it's not silly. I gave you the sound bite because AI does it so much better than you. But practice matters. The Hawk came in hot and made a huge catch right off the bat, and he made more throughout the day. If you want to run him down, now's your chance because the guy was making plays. He looked good out there, and you're going to be eating your words, buddy. Like I said, man, we're talking about practice. You know, okay, cool. I'm, gr- I'm glad he's catching the ball. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, let's, let's just kind of highlight, again, as Grifka and most people know that go down, there's so much going on. There's all these different sessions, a couple you can see, a couple are way on the far end of the field. So just a couple things I picked up on while I was also, um, you know, talking with Nate, hanging out and just sort of uh, checking work emails on my phone and managing a whole bunch of stuff. But Grifka, the tight ends were giving the Lions fits in the red zone, man. They ran this little red zone drill where it was basically like, 10, 15 yards and in, I swear, there was like three, four touchdowns right in a row to the tight end. I mean, does that surprise you? No, um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> that's a typical, it's not like we haven't had trouble with tight ends in the last yeah, I don't I mean, know, five like, years, right? Yeah, once again, what do you always tell me? Water's wet, sky's blue. I mean, you always, you always yeah. tell me that, but uh, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not, not surprised at all. Yeah, <laughs> it, uh... It was kind of disconcerting to see. It was literally like Hawkinson touchdown. Then they threw a out of the backfield touchdown, not a tight end, but another big body. Nick Bauden, I think, got a touchdown. Then he threw a touchdown to Nada, uh, you know, and then back. Uh, I think Hawkinson might have had two in that series. But I looked over at Nate. I'm like, did I really just see like three, four touchdowns straight all to our big body tight ends or fullbacks against our D with a lot of times nobody even in the picture. He's like, yeah, I think so. It's like, Oh boy. Um, but like I say, a good thing for the tight ends, not so good for like the killabrews that were playing those guys on defense or, you know, some of the linebackers that were having issues, I guess, against these guys. Well, at least you're using names that we're expecting to catch the tight ends. I would have been more disappointed if you're telling me like Jerome Cunningham's out there tearing it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be like I would feel much worse. I mean, I'd be like, oh gosh, you know, like like Jerome Cunningham's beating our number ones, and then then the linebackers might have some real issues. But okay, I guess I can so I can sort of live with Hawkinson and Nada that you said, and 
you know, Jesse James out there, fine, I can live with that. But you start getting down the depth chart and look, look the guys that were catching touchdowns look like they pulled out of the stands. I mean, then, yeah, I mean, then then I guess I'd be really, really wor- worried. But, yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, like I said, it was early in practice, one of those short end uh, drills they were working on. So it was, it was good. Grifka, here, here's another side item I had that was non-football. So I recently got a new iPhone, got the iPhone XR, great phone, loved it. You know, it's got the face ID, just super convenient to use. I got the the crazy storage on it. So I'm loving this phone and I actually got like a, one of those screen covers. So like if you break it or if you drop it, it doesn't break, which here's a side note for all you people that have these phones with these smashed up fronts. I've never once like dropped my phone where it was anywhere near going to smash up the front or mess it up or scratch it all up. I don't know what you people are doing, but I was just like, this got this super cheap kind of, uh, you know, really nice cover that goes over the front. So it doesn't, uh, scratch it. If it was to drop it, which I won't. And then it's also like a privacy thing. So like, you can't see it from like any angle except basically when I'm watching it. So like, that's been cool. I've been like, Oh man, I love this thing. I hated it today. Like up in that top row, I couldn't see my damn phone with a, with a damn, like I was like, I had an inch from my face and I'm trying to cover my eyes and cover the phone. So I could even see if I got an email, if Erica texted me back, if I was like, I'm trying to write Grifka and Hughes and send them some pictures. And I'm like, I can't see this dang phone right now. This is pissing me off. So like I had a huge issue with my phone today, but nonetheless, get back, getting back to football, like Grifka, Jelani Tavai put this out on Twitter is a big dude. First time I looked up, he was he was standing right next to Jared Davis with the starting defense and made Jared Davis look tiny. He's sitting out there, he's got the hair flowing out the back, but he looks big. And when I mean big, like tall, wide, like just a big football player that the, my only concern is like, okay, if this guy can run at all and has instincts, like he's going to be good in this defense because he's so big. And like Bob Quinn said, you just can tell even with the pads or the jersey on and stuff, like you said, big shoulders, big back. Like I'll, I saw him after practice which I'll talk about here in a bit. And same thing looked tremendous. Remember when I saw Christian Jones last year, we were standing over there and I was kind of talking with you. I look over, I'm like, Oh damn, that's Christian Jones. That's a big, that's a big dude. And then he came over and I'm like, I'm like, what's up, man. We're glad to have you into the D. He was like, thanks. He had like a very white voice. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that that's not uh that's not some of the old linebackers that uh, Terrell Austin's running out there that are like 220 pounds. I mean, this was a, or two, 200 pounds. This is a big guy. So I just want to throw that out there. Like if this kid can play, we found something on this guy and he moved. Like, I think it was Michael Hara that said, man, this guy just gets it. He's just a football player and he just moves fluidly. That's what I saw today, man, out of this kid. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's good to hear. I mean, um, size like that and like, you know, prior show thing, you mean you had talked, you know, maybe the Lions plan was to move him into the middle. And, you know, put Davis on the outside with Davis's speed and stuff. So maybe that's one of those things. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen him, you know, besides film that, you know, the highlights and stuff that they show about him, you know, I've seen. But I don't know if he'll be, once again, fast enough to be the weak side linebacker. So I don't know. I guess, I guess you know, when we go down there on the fifth, I can set my eyes on him, get get a little better take. 
<laughs> Everybody is waiting with bated breath, Grifka, until you get to watch them because that—that's when we know you—you you do your best evaluating, well, like right? Like I said, I see. Like I said, you can make anybody look like a Pro Bowler and a Hall of Famer on a, on a highlight clip. That's why it's called a highlight clip. Man. I mean, like you said, uh, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm sure you know you can go find some tape of like, you know, the people who were covering, you know, Hawkinson today, making like Miles Killebrew and you know, like make him look like a stud. And if he's the one that's getting beat like a drum out there, I mean, there's. Yeah, that you've seen him and said, "Gosh, you know, he's not as good." So, yeah, I mean, let's see, you know, see what he can do. I mean, that's 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 it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, normally, like I said, even when I was talking with Nate, he was asking me about players. And I'm like, all right, when you listen to the podcast, you're gonna see that when they play for the Lions, I'm much more optimistic. Where my buddy Grifka is sometimes that old Lions fan that thinks the sky is falling. So I'm gonna tell you, I like most of these players, but my my quick take on Tavai too is like. Again, the size I liked, the fluidity that he ran and kind of moved, I liked. Um, there was one thing I didn't like, but I kind of wrote it off. They they ran this crazy drill where it was two guys running down on like a, a punt, and they were just supposed to kind of run as fast as they could, and the guy was going to catch it and try to make a move, and the two guys were supposed to tag him down, and they had to buy and somebody else doing that. And like that was the point where I said, like, you know, I could see this guy maybe being a, a special team option, but not in this scenario. Like, he's not going to be a gunner, obviously, but even running this far and then trying to keep up with a guy like, you know, it was, I think it was Powell that was back there. Powell! Um, <laughs> that made a move, and, uh, you know, you could tell the speed difference at that point. But, uh, like I said, that was the only thing. And I just want to caution as optimistic and as positive as I'm saying is, yeah, I think – you know, when people are saying to move him to the middle, move your like to me, that's too quick because even if he's a really good football player, I mean, he's going to need some time to sort of get his feet wet, get out there. You're not just going to make him the guy in the middle of your defense from day one when, you know, I don't think. I mean, I'd be surprised. So I, I think, you know, ha- more upside than a lot of us thought when they took him. But hey, you know, let's both be realistic and give him a little bit of time before uh we put him in the hall of fame or go crazy about him so but i i did like what i see and man up close you're just like holy you know uh it's just it was kind of surprising just how big he felt and looked so that was good okay. was there anybody else that you kind of saw at practice today because like i said me and you go down there and we're like gosh this guy's even not even gonna make the roster that's what we said about andy jones and he ends up catching touchdowns <laughs> but um is there anybody that kind of stood out you know, today besides, you know, Tavai and Hawkinson, anybody else that kind of like surprised you, I guess. Yeah. Again, it was sort of hard to see everybody. I mean, I have on my list here that uh, even though Nada caught that early touchdown, he sort of had a rough day. Like there was a few uh, end zone seam balls and a few things that hit his hands that, yeah, they weren't like easy catches, but they also, you know, he's able to get both hands on. it. wasn't able to pull it in. So I kind of gave him a check minus as far as, you know, couple good guys I saw man I don't know I liked what I saw from Matt Stafford today he was uh putting the ball where it needed to be I was watching some you know end zone routes where he had to kind of throw it to that back pylon the ball always seemed to be right there I mean in individual kind of seven on seven type drills he seemed to always be putting it where it needs to like I also thought later as I came home and I sort of got to watch a little NFL network and they were showing <clears throat> this guy, Griff, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Odell Beckham. He's one of the greatest receivers. They're showing him catching like a 40-yard ball over his shoulder, crazy catch. Like I didn't see any of those today from nine going, pushing the ball downfield or anything. But I thought not only was he accurate and sharp, but the part I loved is like one time 
they kind of ran this play and like nothing was open. So like he got more time, you know, it scrambled out to the right. He probably would have been sacked, but he scrambled out to the right. And uh, Amendola kind of shook off his route, went to the sideline and Stafford put this really nice ball to the sideline right on him. But afterwards Stafford and Amendola literally, excuse me, Stafford and Amendola literally spent a good, I'd say two to three minutes where Stafford called him over was saying, okay, he's giving all these hand signals. When I do this, you go here, this is where I want you. And they even took Amendola over to those big screens they have. And uh, he said, oh, let's watch it again. It was up on the screen. He said he was talking to him about what he wanted or what, what to do in the next situation. Amendola was listening to him, giving him a little bit of feedback. And they really spent a lot of time not only together, but I felt like that was, again, that Stafford leadership rather than, you know, the random high five or the this, that, and the other. That was going that extra mile to make sure him and Danny Boy were on the same page as well as, hey, if we see this again next time, this is where I want you um, more so than just what they did on that exact play. So I like seeing that. So Stafford got high marks. Uh, nice to see Kenny out there. You know, he hadn't done anything in the spring. He caught a few touchdowns in, in tight where he just ran like a – a slant. Of course, Mike Ford couldn't do anything. And then he ran another ball where he just sort of beasted the guy and caught a touchdown. So um, I liked what I saw from him and, you know, just it seemed like everybody was basically just healthy and out there. So that was good to see. That's good. But so nothing, you know, where you had to, nothing where you saw like the trainers come over and check out somebody. And then the last year when we down, we were down there, we saw that a couple times, even just, you know, I realized everything's precautionary now, even if a guy like sneezes funny, it seems like they're taking them off the field <laughs> first practice, making sure they don't get hurt. But you didn't really see anything of that from your point of view. Yeah, no, none of that. We did have uh, some people running some laps, Grifka, which was good. We, I was telling Nate, I was like, oh, man, look at these two bums over here. They get, they're running a lap. You know, I didn't know who they were, so they were the guys down on the roster. But Matt Pat still had that going, which was fun to see. Uh, a couple news and notes that I picked up while I was there, as well as reading Eric uh, Schlitz's article about kind of what he saw today. Uh, no Sean Robinson, not only not at practice, but nobody really knows why. Nothing was was said, oh, man, Grifka, I buried the lead. I'm going to get to this later uh, as we kind of finish this show up. But first thing I noticed, other than the TD Hawkinson touchdown, yeah, we know it's TJ, but I would call him TD because that's what he's going to do in season. Uh, after I saw that, I looked to my left, and there's Matt Pat on a golf cart. The the guy busted up his leg or something. Like, he's out there having a roll around on a cart like the stupid coach from the Packers. I was totally bummed out by that because me and you loved how he was in everybody's face in the middle of the defense, hitting the sled. Um, so that, that like bummed me out right off the get go. Yeah. I saw that, that um, he, when he went to the press conference, he had like one of those little, uh, little carts, you know, uh, he had some leg surgery or something uh, recently. So, you yeah. know, I know, like I, I said, say, you were, you were, you were giving Matt LaFleur, the coach of the uh, Packers some grief. So, I guess uh, that's that's that side karma somehow somehow see by you giving Matt Lafleur grief and you affected our coach. Nice job. I, I I hated it because he's so fun to watch how he gets out there and I'll talk about it here in a minute after practice because Matt Pat came over where I was and I had some fun with the guy to put it put it lightly. But uh, let's get through a few more of these things. So. Um, well, I, that's kind of my notes. Like you say, uh, I thought it was a good practice. Again, it was basically from I came there, got there about like a little after 930 when it started and they were already up running drills. So it wasn't like 10 minutes of stretching. They were already doing stuff. And they basically went from 930 when I arrived all the way up to 1130 ish. And then they did a huddle up and then they did 
a six minute period after where they let some of the backup quarterbacks and backup receivers do more work as well as old linemen, stuff like that. And then they, um, and then I don't know, it just felt like they were doing not only a lot of work in practice as well as high tempo, good drills. There was one drill that I want to hit on was cross the field. So it was a little hard to see, but they literally had like six rows of players and they had five or so players all clumped together. And like one guy would have the football and the other five were just trying to get it out, like aggressively trying to get it out. And then I think they were told after a while to fumble it on purpose. Cause then the ball would roll. And it was the job of like the one guy that fumbled it to sort of keep it away from the other guys while the other defenders were trying to scoop it. And then if they scooped it, I think like they were the next guy then that had the ball and everybody's trying to rip it out. So I like that drill as well as that mentality of, Hey man, we got to get the football out when we can. And then number 24, who, gosh, I don't have it in front of me right now. And I don't, you know, we know that number was a, not so effective number for another guy that's no longer with the team, but um, 24 who I didn't check my program had a pick and basically ran it to the end zone um, during practice too. So I didn't see many turnovers, but we had one of those and then we had a, a right off the early practice teased Haber getting his hands on a football. Um, Matt Stafford tried to sort of throw it in a, in like a pocket between a few guys and T's got his hands on it, but didn't come down with it. So, um, you know, not many turnovers to speak of in practice, but you know, that was an emphasis, no doubt. So I, I thought the practice was high tempo. It was good. I liked the extra work after. Oh yeah. And then the other cool part, everybody note this at home. So literally the practice ends before they huddled up every position group across the field, right by where the fans were, lined up at the at the end zone and we're running 60 yard gassers over and over and over again i swear they probably ran 12 of them back and forth back and forth and it would be like all the receivers were clumped together all the quarterbacks all the other skill guys and they'd run and then after that it was like the linebackers the corners the safeties they'd run and at the very end it was all the old linemen and you know the big boys like that and then they'd run Man, they they were going back and forth. Now, I can't say everybody was running as hard as possible, but Stafford, Amendola were two guys I saw kind of at the head of their group. Um, you know, I saw some of the defenders, some of the young defenders uh, out there kind of leading their groups, uh, some of those rookies that we talked about. So um, I, I love that again. I thought, like, man, it's a hard practice, and now you're running, you know, eight gassers back and down. Oh, it was that was good. Yeah, that's uh... – it's something that seems like I don't think we saw that last year, and and uh, I know there was always talk that uh, yeah, last year that they, some of the players weren't happy that they he kind of made them run, but that's, they that's did a, good a little thing. running, but but this was not only different, but it was like literally right in front of the people, and it wasn't like hey go down and back and then meet me here. I'm gonna I'm gonna break you down. It was like yeah we're gonna do this until you're completely exhausted is what it felt like to me. It was like the guy that was running it was like gauging like okay I'm gonna keep doing this until I feel like they're dead dog tired and uh like i said i loved it. i took a few photos i'll have to put that on twitter i kept taking photos of that because i was like this is the jim caldwell never did this like these other coaches they never put these guys through the paces and it showed up last year in miami and whatnot so um love that Grifka, let's get to the after practice because we definitely got some things to talk about there okay so uh, who came over who'd you see uh, today did uh did TJ Jones make an appearance on your side of the fence this time as opposed to the other side of the fence? Uh, I don't think 
Is TJ Jones on this football team, Griffith? No, I, mean, I saw I mean, 13. He came as, I mean, he came as a fan, so he was actually on yeah. our side of the fence as opposed to like signing autographs. Yeah. I mean, unlike you, Griffith, with your I love TJ Jones sign, I wasn't looking for him. So I was standing there. I'm kind of like, hmm, I'm like, you know, this is where I always get disappointed. Not that I'm an autograph hound, but just want a couple good guys. So like, as the players start to come over, it's like, Again, I hate to do it, but it's the the bottom of the roster guys that you're just kind of like, uh. so I'm literally half disinterested right now. Just kind of like, all right, maybe I'll just leave or maybe I'll see if Eric is free. Maybe we can catch up again. And uh, I literally like look up after a couple minutes. I don't even know how he sort of snuck over there. And, and sure enough, like right in front of my face, right where I was standing at the bleachers is Trey freaking flowers <laughs> just standing there there's probably only a clump of like 10 people where i was they just kind of crowded up and i'm like oh my goodness so i i i go down there and here here's my dilemma grifka you're gonna hate this and i hated it too but i in my rush and with all the things i got going on i grabbed my helmet and stuff do you think i got the silver sharpie that i need no what would you have yeah I, yeah I didn't have the silver sharpie i mean the guy had a black pen so i'm thinking okay like this football is not going to be good, but I also have the custom Stafford helmet. So I'm like, like I want to get something signed by Trey, but I got nothing. Like if Grifka's here, you just got the mini helmet. We got the pens and we got nothing. So I'm like debating what to do. So I just start talking to him. I'm like, Hey Trey, man, we love having you in the D. Like, he's like, thanks man. It's great to be here. And I'm like, I'm like, we, we we're going to have you be a terror off the edge, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, you can't wait. And I'm like, People are like, you like it in Detroit? I'm like, he loves it here. He just hates quarterbacks. Like, yeah, I hate quarterbacks. You know, we're having this fun, like, back and forth, which was cool. And and as I'm doing that, I'm thinking in my mind, all right, like, should I get this football sign with a black Sharpie or not? So, and as I as I look off to my left at the corner of my eye, I see Matt Stafford, like, in the middle of the two fields. And he looks like he may come over, which, again, is like seeing a lunar eclipse because it never happens. But he's, like, looking over there. He's kind of got his helmet off. Like, maybe this guy will come over. There's not many people here. So I'm like, all right, so here's what I'm going to do. So I gave him the official Lions game ball that I have. And I'm like, hey, Trey, sign this, like, in big right across, like, the – or I think I said across the shield, which, again, uh, little did I know he was going to do it, like, super tiny right on the, the shield. And you've seen that football. It's a really dark football anyway. Yeah. So, like, you can't read it at all. It's just black on top of black and gold. You can't even see it. I'm like, oh, damn it. I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, the, the football is still usable, but I'm like, that was not really how or where I wanted it. So, and I'm looking over, and now I see, like, Stafford's not really coming over here. So, I'm like, all right, screw it. So, I, I like, literally take a step back, and I rip the, uh, the nine and the little green dot for the quarterback helmet off the helmet. I'm like, yeah. I'm getting this signed by Trey Flowers. So I, I say, I go, hey, Trey, man, can you just do this helmet too? It would be appreciated. So he signed the back of this uh, authentic Lions helmet that I've got that I always keep in the man cave and uh, kind of signed it on the back, which, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, but there's not really a great spot to put a signature there. So I thought that was cool. I just kept chatting with him. So really good guy, really fun. And it's kind of like, hey, man, he's he's the $90 million man. He's going to be here for a while. So like I said, me and you always gauge, you know, who's worth the, the autograph on a item like that. I thought he was worth it. So um, yeah. was glad to walk away with the, the big helmet signed by Trey Boy. Let's see. Now that he's on it, now it can be that helmet where everybody signs it. And people go, hey, that's Trey Flowers right here. Well, who's that guy? I don't know. I just got him at price a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's not going to be the everybody. I mean, I was thinking like you could still do a good helmet with the good players. Like if Slay came by, Slay and Trey on there, and and then maybe well, yeah. you get like uh, Diggs well, like, on there. But like Marvin Jones came was like 
signing somewhere and Slay was signing somewhere. And, you know, I saw a few picks like that. Cause, uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess those guys were on the far. So there's a couple sets of bleachers. I was on the far right. I guess Slay and Marv were on the far, far left, and they only signed for a good couple minutes. I literally didn't even see them make their way over there. But I'm over there. Like I said, I was just chatting with Trey. You know what I thought, Griff? I wasn't as quick on my feet. And because I had nobody like, hey, hold this or let me take a picture or anything. I should have been quick on my feet, turned my phone on record and said, hey, Trey, can you say welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast? This is Trey Flowers. I bet he would have done it. He was that nice. And we, we I had that much time literally to, to yak with him, but I didn't do it. That would have been badass. Yeah, that would have been sweet, actually. I don't know <laughs> if we would have gotten in trouble for that, but still, it would have been neat. Oh, no, he could have said, uh, I mean, he's not like, he's not sponsored. He's just saying, hey, this is Trey Flowers. Welcome to the uh, the Kool-Aid cast. He, I don't know. He probably wouldn't have known what it was, but I bet he could would have done it. Anyway, let me move this story along. So that was super fun. I mean, again, if I could pick out like a top five, top eight guys I want to come over, like he's right up at the top of the list. So that that was really great. Um, then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, that was cool. Trey Flowers signed, uh, signed the helmet and kind of the ball, but you can't tell. Um, so I'm about ready to sort of pack up my stuff. And then all of a sudden I look over, here comes Matt Pat on his golf cart again, right where I'm standing. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so I walk over to the bleachers and I just stand up on the bleachers and do what I do. Grifka, which is yell at people and have fun. So everyone else is getting their stuff signed and I'm standing up there like, Hey coach, way to, way to run them today. Hey coach. I love what you're doing with this, with this defense. And he's just loving it. He keeps looking up at me going like, thanks man. Appreciate it. And, and Matt Pat was so good. He's kind of like, Oh man, appreciate you fans. We love you guys for coming out. Just a mo- the most personal guy. But all of a sudden, like right after I'm standing there, somebody goes, Hey coach, what'd you do to your foot or your leg? Like, you're going to be all right. And before he can answer, I yell out, uh, we don't talk about injuries. <laughs> and everybody's like, he just looks up at me, goes, he goes, you got to listen to that guy. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then I said, you're probably probable for tomorrow's practice, huh, coach? He was like, yeah, I'm probable. <laughs> and uh, so that was fun. And somebody gave him a uh, one of those gigantic pencils. He loved that. He looked at it. He was like, oh, this is cool. And he signed the pencil again in his all caps, Dude, you know, you printed name. How awesome would have that been with like all cap Matt Pat on the big helmet? That would have been so sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, had I had a mini, I would have done it. But I was like, this is a really nice helmet. I don't know if I want the ultra bold, uh, what is it, the, 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 the impact font on there, especially because <laughs> I had Trey already on there. I mean, come on, Trey's on the back. So any, let me finish this story. So I'm like, I don't have anything really different to sign, but I also just am loving them, kind of chatting, making him laugh. And so all of a sudden, some random person hands him a PlayStation controller. <laughs> Or the security guard, Matt Pat looks at this thing. He's like, has this weird look on his face. Like, you really want me to sign this? He's like, that's a first. <laughs> and so he signs this guy's like PlayStation controller, gives it another look and a shoulder shrug. Like, oh, what the hell? And gives it back to the security guard. I thought that was funny. And yeah, then uh, really? he, he just he just hung out there for a while and talked with everybody. And then he uh, zoomed away on his cart when he when he's backing up. <laughs> I was just making jokes. And, and when he left, oh, look out, people, he's coming in hot. You know, all that kind of stuff. He was, uh, it was just a blast. What a great guy. But, uh, yeah, man, I wish I would have had, again, I could have brought more gear, more stuff, but I, again, we're not really there for the autographs, but it is fun to not only get signed, but have those moments where you can chat with these guys. Yeah. But like you said, the biggest thing is, you know, you get to chat with them and when we do have the gear, it seems like 
nobody comes over and we just kind of like stand back. It's like, okay, kids, right. go, go get it. Right. You know, you're just always kind of waiting for somebody and like they disperse and go other spots. So, but, right. uh, but sounds so, like it was a good time, man. It sounds oh like it was man. A good time. Super, Sorry. I missed super fun. Super fun to see him, and then I'm about ready to leave again, but all of a sudden I look to my far left, and there's Jelani Tavai at the far end, just sort of been, it seemed like he had been there for a while, just signing, so I'm like, this is when I really said, let me go over and get a look at this guy, so that's when I went over, I was like, oh my goodness, this is a big dude, he had a smile on his face, he was taking care of all the people, and then all of a sudden a coach came over and was like, talked to him about how he had to go, and the coach was like, all right, we, he was like doing a referee count, like in WWE, the coach is like, 10! And then he'd wait for a while and go, nah. <laughs> and like Jelani Tavai like starts speeding up, like signing as many things as he can. And people are heckling him like, hey, man, I've been here for a while. You got to take care of me. Jelani Tavai's like, oh, I got you. He's running around, like signing as many signatures as he can. I'm like, I'm like, don't worry, people. He's good under pressure. He's a, he, he won't flop under pressure. He's got you. And he, Jelani Tavai's laughing. He's signing these. I'm like, tell him, hey, man, it's good to have you. Be a beast in the middle. You know, of course, I'm just yelling all my normal stuff that I do like uh, to a player like him he's signing away the guy's like two <laughs> it's like oh two seconds sign the last one one giant device still trying to sign for people and like gets the last person done the guy's like zero and then they uh he sprinted off to the locker room and i was like all right man everybody's gone the, the shot clock has run out i've had my fun and uh and uh exited practice at that point so uh so that was good times man well that's pretty cool i mean like you said you got some names got a rookie over there and I'm sure other spots around there, like you said, uh, the guys were never really that interested in, you know, you know, probably came around as well. But, you know, hopefully uh, when we're down there on the uh, on the fifth, we, we do get that same sort of luck because that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, man, like you say, we're not uh, not trying to howl for autographs, but uh, it it was nice. I mean, again, that's only really a couple guys and a rookie, but just even that little bit, like even if we go down and Tracy and Diggs and carry on come by, I mean, that would be incredible. Or like say, get Matt Pat again and, and get something that he could sign. That would be fun. I mean, it just kind of makes that end of the day cool. And like you say, these guys first day of practice, they're really not out there totally grinding. One thing Matt Pat said that was funny. He's like, you guys got to come back in a couple days. We'll be in pads. And I was like, Oh yeah, this guy, this guy hates these like little wimpy walkthroughs. He wants to get the pads on and get after it. So that was cool. And uh, man, Griff, I got some other hijinks on my ride home, but I think, uh, We've talked a lot about kind of the uh, the whole experience just going down. I had a two, two-and-a-half-hour drive back, crazy traffic, a bunch of crazy little things happened to me left, right, and center. But overall, man, it was just a really, really um, perfect day in Michigan, perfect day to start Lions tra- camp. Um, really glad that I took the two hours plus each way to go down because, like, you know how it is. Like, sometimes we all get so busy with life, work, family, this, that, and the other. Like, we can't just hit that pause button and say, like, I just want to go be outside for four or five hours and watch football and drive home with the music up as loud as I can. So I think that's just encouragement to everybody that if you can get down there, it's really a fun experience. I got games for kids, all types of stuff. And, uh, I was just, when I went home, I said, man, just getting the uh, the funny moments, the football, and the fun with some of the actual big-time players was uh, well worth it, and I just had a blast, so it was great. Yeah, that's, uh, like I said, man, I was so sad I wasn't able to go, but uh, I'll be looking forward to that here in a, in a couple weeks when we go down there. Yeah, yeah, man, sounds good. We're looking forward to that, and like you say, uh, between going to that practice with you, and then I'll be at the... Uh, 
Going to go to the preseason game uh, because the Patriots, my buddy Chops, looking forward to that, getting to catch up with him and just kind of get this football season kicked off right uh, here. Man, a couple couple weeks and we'll be up and rolling. So that'll be that'll be crazy. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, Grifka, man, we, uh, we're also really looking forward to that uh, next week, Wednesday and Friday. Me and you are going to take that schedule and we're going to go game by game. We're going to talk about who's winning. Who's losing? Score predictions, takes on the game before, way before it's ever played, and uh, see what we end up with records, and see what we end up when the season's all over. Did we hit? Did we miss? Where were we right? Where were we completely wrong? Because the NFL is so hard to predict. I'm really looking forward to that, man. Yeah, um, I always love doing our breakdown here. We usually, uh, I don't know if we start drinking a little bit too much of the Kool Aid at that point, but. Uh... You know, you know me, I always love ripping on the Packers at that point. I think I'm going to start ripping on the Bears, too, you know, because no matter how good they think they are, I still think the Bears suck. <laughs> uh, Grifka, you know that we drink that Kool-Aid and... Cornbread! Had that crackling uh, cornbread uh, to go with it, so uh, never too much of that, man. And uh, keep those uh, spirits high. This is where everybody has a chance. I like what this football team showed me today. I like the youth. I like the depth. And now we just got to go out and do it on the football field. So looking forward to it, man. How about uh, catch you here next week? And do you have, Grifka, after this recap of training camp, all the stuff we talked about, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. <laughs> Everybody hit subscribe. Uh, tweet at us at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. And you can get at Grifka at Grifka DKC. We'd love to get questions, talk it up with you. The Lions are on the field. Football is here. We're so happy. We get up out of here. We'll catch you guys next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We are out. Drink it in!